Welcome, folks, to episode 72 of The Morgue, an official Court Feed podcast, and I am Artropedia, the guy behind the face, and with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Howdy, Tex. What's up, man? Howdy, everybody. Oh, man, Arshiro, we have a lot to talk about this week. We have a stocked-up show for you guys. He is absolutely correct, so let's just get into the trailers, man. We got a bunch of awesome trailers this week. Shang-Chi, as you say, um, is is definitely one of them. You know, I don't even know how to pronounce it, so uh, forgive us if we're, like, mispronouncing it this whole time because they haven't it's what they haven't said that was an e but shang i think it's shang chi yeah they haven't said it in the trailers either this so is I true think, his, his <laughs> name has not been said at all yeah so once they once they say it i think we'll be okay but it looks good because that first one that that first one didn't quite hit you yeah. know what i mean yeah like, I, I agree yeah. it uh i wasn't aware of who the hell this guy was so i wasn't really excited about it but now that uh they definitely um, uh, establish his character with this new trailer. Um, his whole universe looks dope. I think there was a fucking dragon in the water. Oh, so, yeah. Like, I can't wait to see what yeah. that's all about. Um, like, the action looks really good. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's like a it's a martial arts movie with like extra Marvel shit in it, which, yeah. you know, like, come on, I'm, I'm in. Like, yeah, totally in. Like, uh, this even got, like, Abomination in the trailer, like, uh, from the Hulk, so, like... Which is wild, because I definitely, um, that's the last character I expected to show up in this movie, right? Holy shit. But that's also, like, I guess they're having fun now with these movies of just being like, oh, everybody's everywhere all the time, which is good, right? Yeah, you know what? That's that's great, because that's exactly what happens in the comics, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just random characters everywhere. So, like, I'm It's all the same universe, yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah, I'm down. Exactly. Uh, The next one, uh, which I'm also down for, is uh, Suicide Squad. Speaking of Marvel and DC and all that stuff, like... uh, Another one where the first one was good, but the second one I was like, oh, I get it now. I get what you're doing. This yeah, definitely. Great. And I like the fact that they showcase um, uh, Mr. Idris Elba, who pretty, I'm pretty sure is the best talented actor in that roster. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. Uh, so I like the fact that they did focus on him. It, it showed me where the movie is going to kind of focus on. So I'm glad they have him as like that, you know, anchor for the movie. It's a very smart move. But that being said, the side characters look dope. Um, yeah. John Cena and that butthole comment. I mean, uh, that dude. alone. Just, I'm like, I'm so in right now. Just yeah, that alone. You know, it's only like scratching the surface of like yeah. what he's gonna say in this. That's movie. just the like, very tip of the iceberg. Yeah, you you know he's gonna say some wild shit. Especially this movie. if they put that comment in the trailers. You know, right? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With the starfish thing, and I was like, this is gonna be funny shit. This is good, yeah. good John Cena shit. But yeah, but he even got a show yeah, um, off of this fucking peace, gig. So good for him. I mean, Peacemaker is getting its own show. So like obviously you know, <laughs> something connected with the studio. Yeah, you know, I bet. Like, someone was impressed somewhere. So I was like, okay. They and were that like, yes, sense. that butthole comment. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> 
but like uh you know and that's coming in august and you know what else is coming in august we have the candy man i mean so yeah, the candy man can yeah the candy man can i don't know what so i this newest trailer i think it looks fine like i'm glad to see we got more of like the gore that director naya DaCosta was talking about yeah agreed um i like the violence uh she did tout that aspect of the movie heavily when the first trailer came out and like you know like during the pandemic when the movie got pushed back she kept saying oh it was violent and all this other stuff which is cool um i'm, I'm always down for violence so you guys know that um Absolutely. i'm still not 100 percent sure of the movie where it's going um yeah because like if it is um i'm not is it is it is it a reboot of Candyman or is it like a continuation of the Candyman story I, in the same universe I don't even- I don't even know because like Tony Todd is involved in like some way in yeah. this movie. Like I don't even know if he's like the Candyman himself again, which would be dope. I wouldn't mind that, you know. Yeah, like- I mean, listen, his voice seemed to be there um, in the trailer. Um, right, it, it sounded like Tony Todd's voice, but like I'm just curious where this is gonna go because I'm not sure if you've seen the original. It's it has a very different story. It's kind of like um like a tragic love story. Like in the back yeah, end, um, you I, know. I hope they avoided all of that. Yeah, like all the all the Clive Barker shit and yeah, took, like the cool idea. Yeah, it, you know? but um, who knows? Because it's 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 a weird story. Um, and I'm not really a big fan of the first one. Um, it's a decent movie, but I feel that it lives within itself and it doesn't really need anything else. Um, yeah, it's one of the, it's, mean, it's Clive Barker, so you know. It'll, yeah, and this this new one, the, past. It, the the only the only major thing that I'm concerned about is that like we've been burned by these movies that have been pushed back by the pandemic. Oh, dude, um, Spiral, Spiral, Quiet Place Two, like, everything, we, everything thus far that has been pushed back that I was fucking saying to release on. Um, on streaming, on demand, pay per view, whatever you want to fucking call it, these things should have been released last year. And and it's like I, it's like what we've been saying. If you push back these movies that were supposed to come out in 2020, the stuff that, that was coming out in 2021 gets pushed back, and then you, you, you start this cycle. But then by the time the 2020 movies come out, you're like, oh, I forgot this was coming out. It, yeah. you know, it, I'm not really excited about anything anymore. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's what's damaging Candyman. I yes. think that's what's hurting it. Like that's what uh, hurts Spiral. Just, that's what yes. hurt Spiral, and that's what hurt A Quiet Place too. Especially A Quiet Place too, because th- th- that was legit the first movie. It was slated to release in March 2020, right when the pandemic, you know, fucking bloomed pretty much, you know. And then yes, they yes. were the first ones saying, "Oh, you know, um, we wanted everyone to see it in the theaters and blah blah." Which yes, it was a good cinematic experience but the movie itself wasn't that great it's two different things folks i hope you can put those aside a cinematic experience and a good movie are two different things a cinematic experience is being able to go to a movie theater and enjoy the atmosphere of the movie the sound the visuals like the epicness of whatever it is on the screen a good movie means it has a good story to it which a quiet place 2 didn't have so Again, Viral didn't have a really good story there either. So right. all these movies that got pushed back got speed, you know, because like I'm, I'm being super critical about these fuckers because they should have been released on VOD last year. I mean, the ultimate test will come this October, Arturo, Listen, which which is the final trailer we're talking ooh. about today. 
So Halloween Kills. We, 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 this is our first real trailer for this movie. And we should have seen this movie at least two or three times over again. I should have seen yeah, it at least ten times already. And we, we and say this we say this all the time, right? Oh like, my we, god, Tex. Like <laughs> if this is all that releases, like in in theaters, just give me this two minute and thirty second <laughs> clip in theaters. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good, man. Give that shit the fucking Oscar, dude. Give dude, it a toe tag award. It is absolutely the best trailer. I like. They definitely wanted to fucking come in with a bang, dude. Because uh, they they knew. Listen, they text, knew. Listen, because we got that te- a teaser trailer where we saw Lori, her granddaughter, and her daughter drive away in a pickup truck, and and we saw the fire trucks go there, and she's like, "No, let them burn, let them burn." Mm-hmm. That's all we really got. But dude, just oh my god, it's just so I get so excited just seeing this trailer because this is the first time we've ever seen Michael Myers in like an Arkham Asylum Batman type of situation where he has <laughs> all these people around him and the dude has yo, dude, think about it, Tex. When have you seen him go up against a crew of people at once like that? Yeah, because like I'm I'm wondering like like the main thing I'm excited about right like so. Not only do we see him going up against these groups, but like that seems to be the whole point of this yes. movie, right? Yes, like, like this is like a him. whole people are hunting this fucking guy because, yeah. like, it's like in part two, like the, the original part two of Halloween, where like the, the town finally was like, "Yo, you know what? Like, fuck this shit. Let's go hunt this guy because the cops aren't doing anything." You know what I mean? Right. So they got that same kind of mom mentality, out, which is great because it's like, yo, this is like, um, because. Of the history of Myers and like because they tied everything together into the original story, this town has a huge history of this guy just coming in every Halloween every so often and just yes. wreaking havoc. You know, Dude. so th- that town's like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> They're fed up. These these people are fed up and like it's so high intensity already. And like another big thing is that we see so many kills in this trailer. Dude. But I'm still like I'm still like, no, that doesn't seem like it's everything. Dude. You know, like I feel like, yeah. I'm so like even honestly though even if that is the kill count I'll take it. You, you know what? I mean? what? That's absolutely true. Yeah. Like we're going to get more of those kills even like even more like like more detail and You're more right. and more we time need the, with them. We need we need the context. Yes. We need the context of and those kills. And it's it's brilliant because remember what we always said about Myers is that if you get in his way is that it, it's when he kills. So in the trailer they specifically says he's 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 killing in a path straight to his house, which is fucking brilliant. Which is also, like, I want to know what the fuck's going on with that, right? Yeah, like, like, it's brilliant because, like, it puts him back into this kind of one, like, minded evil thing where it's like, okay, where he does have something wrong up there. That he's just, like, that he's not just some old guy who just wants to kill this girl who got away. You know what I mean? Like, there is still a screw loose. This guy's still not all there. You know, the fact that just he's a slaughtering from wherever he is like from Lori's old house to Haddonfield to his old address it's a fucking dude a fucking body count all the way there it's gonna be <sighs> fucking epic I've never heard that's it's so brilliant because I love Halloween like you guys know that's my favorite franchise and I know all the stories behind it we spoke about the crazy wild fucking producers cut last time like yes and yes. this story just seems to make sense it makes sense because this is Michael's story it seems like this one here this is Michael's story the, the first one was about Lori and the third one is gonna be just like the culmination of everything we're gonna get at the end of Halloween Kills. Like I'm very excited about it. This is the story that I've been dying to see. Michael Myers just looks 
unstoppable, dude. God, that, oh my that God. shot of him walking in front of the house and it's uh, like blowing it, up. It, dude, and it, it, that like, shot of him with that fireman's axe and he's like, just like kind of like he, he twisted around like bring it you know like let's go like, like i'm back and that's like oh my god i haven't seen that version of michael Dude, myers in a long long you, long time you know it's gonna open with like the scene of him killing all the firefighters <sighs> and like god that shot of like the like inside the fucking goggles and yes, like yep oh, oh dude and then him going from weapon to weapon dude i'm god. telling you it's 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 everything I've ever dreamed about. And like I said, if this is just two minutes and 30 seconds of random, <laughs> like, of random parts of the movie put together, oh my God. And you know what's even, even sweeter, Tex? The fucking ex boyfriend is gonna fucking get it. Uh, he has to. He, right? Dude, like, dude. He, ha- he has a gun now. He's, he's not unarmed. So yeah. you know what Michael Myers does when you're armed and you're trying to, you know, yeah. defend yourself. It's a wrap for that dude, son. I can't God. wait. I can't wait to see how he goes because he deserved to go so bad <laughs> in the first movie. But they and gave us his what? little friend instead. And you know what? They probably, like, you know they intentionally planned that now. Like, the first time, like, when we, like, looking back on it, now I get that they planned this. That there was a bigger saw, story, yep. Yeah, when we saw it the first time, we were like, come on, what what is going on? You know, why did you fucking, why did he get his fucking horror fucking punishment? You know, but now it's like, oh, oh. they were just holding, they were just holding back for the fucking real dude, shit. I can't like, wait. I can't dude, wait. I can't it's wait. A, I can't wait. It's it looks like it already looks like it's going to be a massacre. So like I can't and if if Michael's going up against a mob of people, like I really can't fucking wait Yeah, to see, like, he's going to John Wick the shit out of him, dude. God, that's what it's going <laughs> to be. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I was that's what I was trying to like a, a connect that that John Wick aspect where he's like, "Yo, me against the world." And yeah. and, and you can see just in its in his movements and stuff that yo he's he's down he's like let's do this like like I have a goal again I'm like Laurie Strode I'm gonna fucking kill you all right <laughs> and everyone in my way is done done oh uh, listen we can talk about Halloween kills two minutes and thirty seconds all fucking day <laughs> I right? know but we this, have this. This episode could have been all about that trailer, All about dude. that, what? but uh, we're, we're, we're definitely going to talk way more in depth about that when that movie comes out, and I'm so excited. But we have a really good show for you guys in terms of our, our main attraction. We have another double feature for you guys, and let's kick it off with uh, the Netflix original series, Black Summer. Mm-hmm. This this show, I talked about it before. Yeah, our, like for the buddies at home who've been listening to us from day one, uh, you you all know Arturo's been on this since like, he was on this before anybody yeah like he was he, he was on this well before it got a season two well before it started taking off with people on twitter yep. and like social media and stuff now everybody's like oh black summer black summer but arturo was there first let's Thank let's you, get that yeah let, let's I get the record that so straight much. there can i yeah. get some money now please <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but uh but seriously folks a lot of people um probably didn't give this a chance at first because it came from asylum asylum is the studio that is infamous for making sharknado and sci-fi channel b movies and c movies um and they had a show on sci-fi called z nation z nation pretty much is like a parody of a walking dead but like it's a more whimsical version of a zombie apocalypse and 
one day I, I was like, fuck it. Let me see what this show's about. And it's the complete opposite of Z Nation and all that other shit. This is why this worked so well. And season two, oh my God, they figured it out in season two, man. Um, Tex, I know you saw season one directly before season two uh, recently. Even you can attest to that fact that like – um. Oh, yeah. Like, he is definitely – not he. They definitely did a better job of tightening everything up and, and having just uh, a way about that storytelling, which is wild, you know? Uh, just uh, starting off with the first season, like, it's – you know, it's the immediate aftermath of, like, the zombie apocalypse. It's not, like, not aftermath, but it's, like, we're in it. We're in it, and it's, like, it's got a lot of the, the same generic stuff you see in, like, zombie movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, surviving the day one shit, you know? And, like, season two is, like, okay, let's let's say this is, like, I, I don't even know how much time it's been since season one. Four but, months. Like, Okay, so it's been four months. Yeah, since four months. One. Yeah, four to six months. I remember seeing the in the title card. Okay, yeah. I totally missed that because there's like that's okay. We'll get into that. Like, there's like twenty thousand title cards in this. Show, oh yeah, but. yeah. That's <laughs> that's the thing, and it's it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes. Uh, yeah, like sometimes it gets annoying. Yeah, because because I'm just like just continue the story. It's like at times they give you a title card, and then it's like. A two-minute thing, and I'm like, really? You needed to just do that? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like I get it. I'm like, you want it? Like it's it's breaking up the series into chapters, but at the same time, it's like, no, you're really just you don't want to connect your scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's being lazy. But you but you know what though? That's probably budget because yeah. it is the asylum. That's yeah, probably a way to like, hey, listen, this is the best way to just do like a simple edit. You put a title card there and you don't have to properly transition. You know what I mean? That's a good point because, because at the yeah. – yeah. Like think about it. Like let's say if, if you had that kind of structure to your budget, you would film this sequence, done. Then you would film that sequence, right, done. Yeah. Or like, like depending on the characters, like one day would be filmed in that house. You know what I mean? And then everything would be broken up. So yeah, you're that right. could be budgetary. You're right. You don't have to worry about getting to the point A to point B when you just cut it off and be like, oh, here's point A, yeah. here's point B. And like, you know, that ends up working in its favor in season yeah. two. Because like Agreed. in season one, like it, it felt like it was in the way, you know, like I was like, oh, like show us like show us more of like how these people are getting to where they're going. But like in season two, it feels more deliberate because like you said, it, it goes around the whole thing of like they figured it out like yes. they they figured out what story they wanted to tell they figured out what kind of world they want this to be so like everything like they want they figured out how fucked up they want everything to be yeah you know and like now these these title cards are like in, instead of like feeling like it's cutting out how they got from point a to point b it's like now it's all killer no filler kind of things yeah exactly um i definitely agree um with that 100% because there is no filler here. Like, like everything matters. Like, like every yes. little piece matters. Even though you're watching a character who you've never met before, that character will pop up later on and you'll be like, Oh, that's that guy. That's why they showed me that. And then that's why they do the little title card thing. That way they introduce you to, um, every key player like no matter how how minor the role everyone that's on screen which is which is really not a lot of people if you think about it like there's no extras like like there's not really a lot of zombies walking around yeah you know you're right because like the zombies that like because uh so so just a general outset for people who uh i mean you hopefully you've seen it because we're about to like get really into it but um it's 
it's not told in chronological order. No, it's like, not. It, yeah, and because of that, a lot of the things we see, like you said, like are people who become important later, or the zombies we see are actually people we see alive later. And then we're like, oh, so they, they become a zombie this way. And, and then, that's, like, again, another way to kind of restrict the budget, right? And, yes. And control yes. that. Like, your supporting characters are also your fucking zombies. That's, that's Which smart. is super smart. Yeah, super like, smart. Yeah, like, you're, you're right. Because, like, so the first one, I did like the first one. I liked it a lot. I liked yeah, that the ending, season a lot. The ending of that season was awesome. The ending of the season yeah. was awesome. But at the same time, it wasn't. Like, oh no! Why would why? So my problem with like it, it felt very asylum. Like that's when the low budget stuff started. To oh, kick when in for when me. the bullets are flying, no one's dying. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that was the other. Thing. They definitely do a like, way better job in this one. Like it seems a lot more natural. Like all like yeah, in all season the two they figured it out. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, because in season one, the, it was the gunplay that I had a problem with. Because it's like there's no weight to it, you yeah, know. There's yeah. no like there's no practicality. I did like in season one that climax where you know people get shot as a result of just everybody just shooting everywhere. Just yeah, cause. yeah, because that's that's what should happen if you're yeah, fucking of course. Just shooting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna get shot, man. And I yeah. like, like I just really liked how they um you know um it just reminded me. Of 28 weeks later in that scene where they're, you know, just in the city scene, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. It, it was very reminiscent of that. They did a good job at the end of that. In, in terms of the in terms of the chaos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was, dude, it was wild. You're like, what the fuck is going on? It's fun and chaotic in that way. And by that point, like, uh, by the finale of season one, I was already in. Like, yeah. I was already, like, so sold. I was like, oh, I, it doesn't matter what yeah. what happens here. I'm like, I'm in it, you know. And uh, it's cool because in season two, um, they they follow the four of the same characters, which is great because I honestly didn't expect that. Like, like first of all, That's like. That's true. Yeah. First off, I had no clue that they were making a season two. Tex told me about it. I was like, oh, shit. There's a season two. I had no fucking clue. So I was like, that's great. And second, I didn't know they were going to follow Spears' son um, and, uh, you know, the mother and daughter, Rose and her daughter. Yes. Yes. Um, So, like, I had no clue. And then when it was cool, like, they showed that one guy with the curly hair in the beginning of the season, which to me, I was like – I couldn't put him, you know, put it right, together yeah, because it's been so it's long been since while. I watched it. Yeah, that you pointed it out. I went back. I was like, oh yeah, that's that fucking guy that was with them. And yeah, it was yeah. cool. It was cool how they started just kind of bringing back those other characters bit by bit. Um, you're like, oh shit, and Spears. I didn't recognize Spears with the fucking beard. I was I didn't like, recognize who the fuck him at is all. This guy. I'm like, I who didn't is this guy? Him at all. I, 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 yeah. I, dude, legit. I had to go into IMDb and be like. Let me see the fucking cast. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, that's my boy Spears. And I'm like, oh. Then, like, after I discovered that, I was like, all right, I'm down. Let's do this 100% all over again. And Spears, honestly, he was my favorite character, like, in the whole thing. Um, I agree. That episode he had with, with uh, Brathwaite, which I don't know what happened to him. We don't know the, the fate of Brathwaite. That's definitely a season three thing, right? It's definitely like because he's got a horse now, and like, yeah, you know, dude, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, because the last thing we see, like in the last scene, they're together. Um, uh, Spears is pointing a gun to his head, pretty much, right? And Brathwaite just walks away, kind of like, listen, if you didn't shoot me now, you're not gonna shoot me. Yeah, you know? like that was the good whole... character shit, man. Legit, yeah, that was it, good character shit. That episode was great because yes. it's like it's 
it's also like it's shorter than the other ones, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's so focused on like just Brathwaite and Spears, and like you get to know Spears more, you get to know about this other dude, and yeah. then like, and then he's the one who teaches Spears about bygones, like he helps him find peace. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like the yeah, which shit. is like, crazy because the last person Rose ever expected to see was fucking Spears again because she left him for dead. She was like, "Yo, remember this? This was episode one. He got shot. Episode one. He got yep. shot, and Son was like, "No, we can't leave him. Let's help him out." And he's like, "No, he's gonna slow us down. He's gonna slow us down." And lo and behold, it's funny that character, um, that crazy guy. Uh, I forgot what his fucking name was. The guy who like, who actually led him to the lodge. Oh yeah, he he was a good character too. Like he he told him like I know a lot of people, and he's like he had like a little like monologue there where he was just trying to prove that hey you don't don't treat people like shit because you don't know what's gonna happen in the future you know yep and then Spears was giving fucking daggers to Rose like yep that's exactly what's going on and that's that's true in life in general period um, oh yeah and I'm glad that like they had that standoff because I was gonna I, I was dying for that I, like that reunion among them too. I was like, oh my god, I want to see what the fuck happens and bygones, right? Like that that scene where Spears just gives his like, you know, pretty much a soliloquy, pretty much of let's like, hey, you know, that's it, man. I just wanted to find a good place after he had a good meal, right? Yeah, that was yeah. legit his fucking last meal, and it was it was a dope scene because like it showed the character growth in the guy. You know what I mean? And yes. it's just wild if you go back to season one. Spears is the first person Rose asked for help. Yeah, and in season one, Spears was the type of dude who was gonna shoot a kid in the face. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) but we know why, though. But we know why season two, why he had that mentality, because he was pretty much a hitman for his brother who was a gangster. Yeah. Yes, so, he was already like that. And yeah. that also explains why he was ended up arrested in season one, mm-hmm. you know, because he was that type of dude. Yep. And then, like, it also explained why he was down with killing a military dude right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, oh, like, all of this, like, like season two was far better than season one because they, like you said, they... They figured it out. They figured out what they wanted to do. And like, and the whole package starts to look better as a result. Like season one looks better as a result because of season two. Agreed. Agreed. Like, yeah, now that we see more of these characters, we're like, oh, yeah, but I'm a little bummed because season one, my favorite dude was Velez. Yo, Velez kept them together. Velez was the only one that had his head on straight and wasn't panicking, dude. Dude, I know. And fucking, they killed him off in the finale because he fucking had a Charlie horse, man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm a hamstring. (laughs) Just kill me. Just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, no. (laughs) I I was legit bummed, dude. I was like, I think. I texted you right after I saw that. Yeah, like, you're like, the like the <laughs> but yeah, that was but, my um, that was my dude. But man. you see, like, like that's the surprising thing about this show, and I'm based off where it came from. Like, you don't expect these kinds of like characters in an asylum show. These characters are good characters, solid characters. Son, for example, a character who could barely speak any English. And the whole show made it to the end. It was like of she made it to on the fucking plane. And I was so happy for her that she finally got to like the pilot somehow was spoke Korean. And dude, I was happy yeah. she finally had somebody who could understand her. Dude, and you know, like speaking of the plane, like that's a cool hook for dude, it is. It is for yeah. a zombie thing. You know, yeah, like it, yeah. I one hundred percent agree because it 
it kind of kept everybody on the same goal. Like you can say it's like kind of like a tree, right? The main trunk is the plane, right? And then mm-hmm. you have all the branches, which are all the other people, but you're always coming from that plane source. So everything had a reason and revolved around that plane. So I loved how all the action stopped, no matter what. When that plane was flying over, everyone was just like, oh my God, let's stop and looking where it was going. And then the action would start all over again. For instance, in, in pretty much, I think my favorite sequence of the show um, is um, the ambush scene where they're just like these militiamen and these like other people, like non-military people are just fighting back and forth and shooting each other back and forth. And then the flame flies by and everyone stops. Everything just fucking stops. All bullets stop flying around. See the plane go by and they're like, fuck, where's that plane going? And then all of a sudden back at it because now they know where they got to go. It's It was very smart because it kind of – it focused everything. It made everything, okay, th- th- this is where we got to go. So for the writers, it would just be a matter of filling in the empty spaces, you know, because we know the end goal is this fucking plane. And so now – Let's do a good job of making sure these characters are full. These characters mean something. The deaths mean something. It's good shit. Like, I really liked uh, what they did with uh, uh, Jamie King's character, Rose, who, by the way, she's also a producer of the, of the fucking show. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, uh, her, her character, the growth from season one to season two, she's just, like, completely outgrown. She's cold-blooded Yeah, now, she, she's but... outgrown that housewife shit. Right. Yeah. And, and even she says it. She's like, listen, like, I'm sorry for leaving you, you know, like to die there, but I'm not sorry because like I have to protect my daughter and this is who I am now and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, that's what's up. Like, it's cool how they just they're telling these stories um, and like we don't get a lot of character stuff, but we get enough that it, it keeps us in, involved in the story. It keeps us involved to the very end, even with the fucking militia guys. Like the guy with the red jacket, that guy was a piece of shit, but he he's at the end. Like he was at the end. I'm like, yo, this guy's pretty badass right now, you know? He, yeah, like he was like a, a piece fucking of shit. beating and shit. <laughs> yeah, he was a piece of shit, but also like he had his own goals and purpose. And, he like, had he had his own set of morals. Yeah, like, like yeah, he he was ruthless, but he wasn't about to kill a fucking a prisoner. You know what I mean? Like off the bat, he would keep the prisoner for info and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it's wild because like he kept Sun alive. Yes, like he he made sure all his like so Sun's whole story in this was just how she was dragged around by everybody, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like, and he kept her alive the whole time. Like that's that's also something that should be noted, right? Like yep. he, you're right. Like he, you know, yeah, he's a ruthless guy. But then then we get another dude who's even more ruthless than him. You know, and like, and then we're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe like this. That's the beauty. Like that's the good shit. Like um, a lot of the shows uh, tighter now. Like yeah. a, a lot of everything's tighter. Like uh, this all goes towards um, like the action sequences too. Like oh yeah, the, they're really like, good. The last few episodes when they finally get to the airstrip, like shit is just like it, it's very like active and very like um, I I think my favorite scene of the whole thing, like even with like Spears's death scene and all oh, that stuff. Spears, like, R.I.P. to the god, baby. Yeah, even with all of that, I think my favorite scene was Mance. I think that was, uh, what dude, was his yeah. name, where he's like, yeah. he's just constantly running, but like also fighting. And then you're, we're like watching him like fucking fight these zombies off in like yes. ways. And I'm like, God. Okay, so Mance, I fucking loathe that character. Oh, right? yeah, he's so the worst. <laughs> I don't like that character whatsoever. But that scene, that sequence legit saved 
the entire finale. If that man sequence wasn't there, I would have been very disappointed how the show ended. Because, you know, as we see at the end, Rose does something super stupid and just kind yeah. of like, I don't like, she just, I don't understand. Like, she just loses all logical sense. Like, wait a minute, you're shooting a flare gun into a fucking pickup truck full of combustible liquid. <laughs> you think was going to fucking happen, dude. And I'm kind of glad that the fate that happened to her happened because it just kind of proves like, yeah, you're ruthless now and everything, but this is causing you to kind of lose everything. And then, you know, and then her daughter didn't get on the plane, which is... Because because of the Spears thing. Spears tells her, you know, to never leave your mama, which is like, okay, that's cool and everything. I'm glad that, you know, that callback was there, but... Um, the whole point of your mother sacrificing herself was so you can be on that yeah, fucking plane, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I guess like season three is going to be following the daughter more, but it also doesn't seem like Rose is dead yet. You no, know, Rose like, is not dead. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Like, I was kind of hoping like she would. I was kind of hoping be- she would turn zombie, and then her daughter would have to kill her. That yeah. would have been a nice fucking a nice finale because her story seemed. Her story, like, it should have ended there. Yeah. You did your job. You got, like, you you pretty much sacrificed yourself to get your daughter on that plane. Your daughter was like, yeah, no, like, I know you have a broken leg, but, you know, I'm still here for you. But right. no plane. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, season three has a lot to, like, I, I'm pretty sure, I, I hope it gets a season three. Like, I, I hope it does. Cause, I like, didn't there's know a- there was going to be a season two. So yeah, exactly, but that's the other thing. It could also just end with season two, and I'll be fine, you know. But yeah, like, agree. But I also want to know what like because they could easily fuck up what's going on with the plane. Yeah, because honestly, that was a little sus. Yeah, because um, that might be that might be a government thing. And once you once you get into government shit with zombies, it starts to you know all that mm, shit falls apart, right? Mm, like, yeah, I don't yeah, like that kind like, of stuff. It gets boring and very like stereotypical with that shit. Yeah, because the plane's been dropping off weapons and food. Yeah, and all that stuff. hardcore and, supplies. And it's been scheduled, like it's been landing at a scheduled airstrip, like all the time. You and know then now, I mean? and then now, all of a sudden, oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, like you know what I mean? Because like, remember how someone was like, oh, how about the others? And the guy was like, oh, you know, don't worry about the others. And I'm like, ill. Like, wh- what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it, I, that's what I mean. Like, uh, is he supposed to leave at a certain time? Like, I'm just like, there's a lot of questions that can easily be fucked up in like when you explain it too much. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, but you know what? Again, this goes back to where it came from, Asylum. It's not like uh, it's not a one hundred percent, you know. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's you know, not it's, not, it's not a, a big time studio that uh, kind of does this all the time. But if for what it's worth, and for the medium that it's coming in, I'll take it. Fucking for yeah. free on Netflix, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take that shit. Yeah, because you know, there's a lot of good stuff. Like uh, in the season two premiere, it's just fucking great. Like that that's just a oh, whole like yeah. it's con- it's self-contained and like it all kind of loops back around at the end. Like it's, yeah. it's great. Like it's that's see, it's worth it for all the good shit. For you know, it is agreed. Because sometimes there's some hokey stuff, but like it's less so in season two, but when you get that good shit, it's like, oh, good job, Asylum, you did it. You know, you Yeah, fucking, and yeah. and also it's easy to digest, you know? Because yeah. of those title cards, it's easy to digest too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like yeah. I complain about them, but it's also it's broken down. Yeah, these episodes are like forty minutes long at the most. Like it's it's very it's very just like yeah, very it's, it, it's very quick. Um, it's only eight episodes. Uh, uh, the last two episodes were an hour or almost an hour. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, there's some sprinkled in with like th- 30 minutes, 45 minutes. That's the thing too. Like, uh, like also like a uh, season one had that where the times were a little off. Um, but I guess that's 
asylum shit. I don't know. But- yeah, because that, that final episode was like 20 minutes. And I was like, you could just tag this on to like another one, but whatever. Like- yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, it's also it's also Netflix. So what? It's also Netflix, and it's also Asylum. Like you're, you're getting like quality material from this <laughs> studio that that fucking brings you Sharknado and Sharknado Ten or shit like yeah. that. So you're getting a really quality piece of uh, of zombie material. You know what's cool too? Like these zombies are fucking hard to kill, man. Oh yeah. It's cause... either that or these people have terrible fucking aim. That's why that's why I was like kinda like I wasn't feeling the gun shit in the first season. Yeah. Because it was like I I'm like, how many bullets does it take to take you know, I, that's why I thought there was no impact. But no, like in season two I was like, no, they're actually just harder to kill. Yeah, but yeah. you know what though? That's kinda cool because these people aren't snipers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're regular yeah. people and it should take you a couple of shots to to get somebody if you haven't shot somebody before. That makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah. Like it shows with, uh, with the snipers, uh, like also like the snipers also had hard time killing them because it, like it just doesn't seem like they know to shoot them in the head i don't think that's ever really expressed which is crazy because if you think about it i don't think they've ever said hey just make sure you shoot it in the head you know what you're right, right? I, like I, I, I don't remember that at all i think they figured it out in season one if i remember right i think but then that's the other thing like it's just kind of like it's all chaos you yeah know? because like just like, like not once that do you hear somebody say hey shoot it in the head shoot it in the head right yeah. Like it's more like oh okay just gotta give it some blunt force trauma and the skull and that's good but like let's spread the news people shoot it in the head all these guns all these bullets and like and it and it's usually like one or two zombies it's never like a whole horde or anything uh, yeah that's the other thing too like yeah it's a result like you said it's a result of the smaller budget but I kind of like that I do too because it makes the zombie a bigger fucking threat that one zombie remember like in the house that one zombie was terrorizing yeah. all of them and yeah. I'm like, yo, you guys got guns. Why can't you guys just go out there, wait for it to come at you guys, and just shoot the hell out of it, right? Yeah. But that one zombie, like, they were legit afraid, which is cool because a lot of times you do see that, like, that carelessness where, like, you know what? I have a gun. Let me just go outside and just shoot it in the head. You know what I mean? Like, no, they're like, yo, we're afraid. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with these zombies. And, like, they, it worked. It worked in terms of you didn't need a lot of them because one or two, like, legit was threat enough. You know what I mean? For people, for a whole militia, if you think about it, like, they were freaking out in the forest where, where just one of them was coming out of, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So yeah. I'm kind of glad they gave respect to that zombie and to the zombie itself that they're like, you know what? We need one or two to sprinkle in. That enough is a threat because they're just fierce. So I kind of like that. I do like that a lot. Like, I did notice that. Like, a lot of zombie shit, you either get hordes or you get like one or two. You know what I mean? A lot of the zombie shit we've spoken about in the past, it's all about hordes and like the quantity, the quantity, the quantity, quantity. Like, everyone's getting infected. But this one's like, yo, like, I'm not sure if blood infected you. I know is it's the minute you died, you turned into one, which mm-hmm. I thought was also pretty dope because it wasn't like you didn't have to get bitten. If you if you died, you became one. So I thought that was also a, something pretty cool that they added to it. And and I think they did a good job of just adding um, good lore shit uh, to the zombie genre. Um, because, f- for instance, I don't remember. I think it was in the old school, like uh, zombie movies because of the air or something when you would die it was when you would be, you know, when you would become a zombie. You know what I mean? Right. It's uh, that yeah. necromancy shit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of old school and I really appreciated that. Because usually now it's like, oh, you got to get bitten or the blood's got to get in your mouth or in your eyes or you got to get scratched or some shit. And, and going back to like the one zombie thing, I like that like there's a threat in the chase. 
like looking at how much these people run, I was just like, I, no. would, yeah, I would not survive an hour in this. Like I would like I'd in the done. first episode, the guy yes. um, who, who, as we saw, was running away from his friend, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the guy he saved. He was running all night to get to that house just so Rose's daughter could shoot him or Rose can shoot him in the head. Dude, no shit, <laughs> right? right? Like, That's yes. crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, like that is also terrifying shit. Like, yo, you're going to have to run. And these things are, don't get tired. Like even in the ice, they're just – Coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, coming at you. Like the only thing that actually stopped a bunch of them was freezing in the cold, <laughs> just the temperature itself. Um, right. But, so I really thought they did a good job with the zombies. Um, I thought they gave a lot of respect to the zombie and to like how the zombie works. They did a really good job with the characters. Um, they did a great job with the camera work too. Like uh, that man scene, um, um, in the last episode, they, they had a lot of tracking shots. They had a lot of good editing going on. They did a lot of good camera work. Um, especially like in the tight spaces, like in the homes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. when the militia was going like, like all through the house and everything, it was, it was really well shot. Again, like I'm not sure what kind of budget they had, but it wasn't immense, but, and they did a great job with, uh, with the practical effects they used. You know, they did a great job with the characters. They did a good job with the location too, because you can tell it was just like one town or something they were in and that helped a lot yeah dude just overall i highly recommend watching it um it's a good little watch it's good zombie shit if you're down for good zombie shit go watch black summer season one go watch black summer season two avoid z nation because that's gonna just deter you from watching black summer you you might you might be curious like i was where i was like oh it's a spinoff of this thing but yeah yeah. i was like oh no it's not a spinoff it's its own (laughs) (laughs) but yeah folks so Go enjoy Black Summer Season 2. And um, next up in our double feature, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm very excited to talk about Pixar at Disney's new movie, Luca. Yeah, um, fucking palate cleanser, dude, from like big, all this big, wild a big shit, right? palate cleanser. And <laughs> it's, a, it's a very warranted palate cleanser. It's a just palate cleanser. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it's a movie that's for free, which is great. It's a free movie. It's not one of these premiere access movies, yeah, like, um, which is surprising, honestly, right? It, yeah, because like it's a Disney Plus original now, just like Soul was. And I'm like, you probably like, I, I'll just say this right now, straight yeah, Soul, up. Like, Soul is whack. You- <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, it was whack. It, Dude, like in hindsight, in retrospect, in the grand scheme of things, whatever you want to call it, it was whack. It's like yeah. I watched it because it was free, all right? And it was something that kids wanted to watch in theaters anyway. Um, I, I'm glad I didn't pay for that. Yeah, because Soul, it's like Soul's I, kind of boring, dude. It's like, very boring. I, I like it sucks because like there's so much like I I know we're tearing apart Soul before we get to Luca, but like, <laughs> but like, dude, it sucks because we see so much of this culture and like you know we don't get all, like a lot of animated movies about black people you know like straight up and like we get to see a lot of it and i'm like this is great but then it starts turning into like all this like no all this this, high yeah super high concept highbrow shit you know and i'm like oh go back to go back to him just living in that fucking like in new york and it's an art house fucking pixar flick yeah you know Go back to him being a jazz musician, fucking, and like remembering his fucking father and his family and all the good, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, dude, I don't. It, it, 
God, it's oh. it sucks. Like, yeah, it's whack. Don't watch Soul. Go watch Luca though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, I know, right? I'm tearing apart Soul before we get to Luca. But yeah, Luca. Like, you know, like, like I was saying, Luca, it's one of the free ones on Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, going back to that, like it's a total pay for it. Like pay for it. Like it's 100. percent Like it, yeah. if if it was in theaters, I don't think it is, right? No, no. That's why I'm saying, like, if it was in theaters, I would actually go watch it in theaters, even though I've seen it again. Yeah. Um, I've seen it a couple times with the kids, actually. So <laughs> it's good. It's really good. All right. So full spoilers, guys. We're gonna get into this. Um, it's a pay for it. It's definitely uh one of those feel good movies of the year. Um, it's a feel good family movie. It's feel good yeah. movie for kids as well. Kids will definitely learn shit in this movie, which is you great because my kids d- definitely learn something. Yeah, compared. I mean, compare this to Soul again. I mean, and. To, to be honest, compare this to Onward and to, like, Inside Out and, like, Toy Story 4. Like, this one feels like it's specifically for kids. Yes. Like, this is the kids' movie, you know? Yes. The kids can relate to this because it's a fucking kid story. So, <laughs> yeah. um, it's like um like a kid story, like you would say, like a Goonies thing, you know? It's a kid adventure. So, um, pretty much, this movie is about... Um, I don't even know what kind of species of, like, like water animal <laughs> Luca is, but... He's yeah. some kind of water sea monster, as they call them. And every time he goes on land and dries off, they have the ability to all of a sudden become human, which is like absolutely wild. And they don't explain it, which, but I didn't really want an explanation for it, though. So I was yeah, good. It's just a, it's yeah. just a magical thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, they turn into human, and then this little boy just figures out, like, holy shit, there's a whole nother world here with other little kids, you know, and with uh, with with stars and science and like everything he wants to learn he just he's just tired of living at home in the bottom of the sea and he and he finally sees the sun he finally sees other people um and meets other little kids and meets alberto which becomes his best friend and it's just it's just so great and then uh like he totally has a moment where he turns heel well, we'll get to it like later on. And then, you know, he learns from that. And it was a good learning teaching like, moment for my kids, too. Um, and it's just it just feels so good. The ending is everyone gets their just desserts at the end. You know what I mean? It's just so good. Everyone c- comes out looking 100 percent. And then fucking um, the <laughs> the bully gets his fucking, yeah, you know, his just- due as well. It, so it just good. feels good, dude. Like it feels you know, like one of those like '90s Disney's movies. Yeah, that you're that's like, exactly yeah, what you it know? is. Like the whole time, I was like, "This feels nostalgic." It's yes. got this. It's got this yes. very like yes. very specific energy of like this is about kids. This is about kids growing up. Yes, and, like you know, and they're like Lucas figuring out the world, and so is Alberto, who we find out like it's even got the darker edge. Oh of, like, my this god, kids listen, movies. Listen, the we, minute you know, the minute I saw those notches on the well, I knew it. I was like, yo, this guy doesn't ha- – he his his dad's not coming back. Yeah. And that's like – you know, that's – and we've seen that before in like in certain movies and stuff like that. You know, this kid's waiting for his father. Yeah. Um, he's, he, and You know, the, the good boy meets the latchkey kid, you know. Yeah. Who like- <laughs> yeah, the latchkey kid is, uh, you know, is the one – is the bastard kid in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like he's the, he's the one who's always causing trouble and always up to, up to no good. But like – But then we find out. It's like, hey, man, like his father left him. Like yeah, he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're – 10 or whatever age he was you're good now i'm i'm out and that was like that's fucked up shit dude um and and then alberto gets um his own like great thing at the end because of of massimo the father of julia who kind of like you know takes alberto and looks at him like a son it's fucking great um god dude and it's it's 
It's so it's just, good, man. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Like the whole thing just feels good. Because, yeah. Like yeah. Like, like honestly, I, yeah. Like honestly, Tex, it's hard to break it down because it's just such like it's a simple story at its core. There's not much to break apart. It, you know really I mean? not. Because it's like, just the, yeah. No, the no, whole no, thing no. is like they they just want a Vespa. Like these yes. You know, that's it. That's it. It's these two sea monsters who turn into you know like who be- who become little who are boys boy sea monsters like they're still little kids. It's not like they're monsters who turn to children. No, yeah. these are little children as well in their species, right? And they just see this Vespa and they think that's all life is. Haley, they're like, yo, if we get this Vespa, we can travel the world, escape to see where we come from, it, dude. That's just fucking great shit. Like you don't need. There's no breaking down there because it's just there. You know, yeah, like, and it's, it, and it's, it, it's hard to break down this movie, honestly. It looks good. Like, this is, uh, the best Pixar movies, like, dive into cultures. Yes. And this one, this one's the Italian one. Like, this yeah. is the, yeah, this is the Italian movie, you know, and, like, you know, you, you get, like, it leads to, oh, yeah, speaking of the nostalgia stuff and Italy, um, we even get catchphrases, you know, we get Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Estupido. Yeah. Yeah. Then what does she say? Uh, something like Gorgonzola. Like she says like, oh, you know, yeah, uh, the- mozzarella or some shit like that. Yeah. There's some good shit in there. Like, yeah. It's- like. Uh- but again, it's, like it's good kid shit too, because of is. of the words and how funny they might sound in Italian and the way they're saying things, you know, like how they have no clue who this Bruno is and what estupido means, you know. It's great. It's kid shit. You know, it's like it's like me, like not knowing the ramifications of giving somebody the finger when I was eight and the on the, the, the highway. You know what I mean? It's like, hey buddy, look, ah, ha, 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 I'm the finger. <laughs> you know? That, that's what it is. Walking, oh estupido. You just don't know what you don't know what you're doing. It's kid yeah, shit. Yeah, like you know, say it just like the whole thing just it's just good and like it's a gorgeous movie like yeah yeah like i even down to the seafoam dude like these movies like pixar is just movies are just getting like they're looking better and better with each one Mm -hmm. like in different ways too like um i the most impressive thing right off the bat is you know how everything like the color scheme and all that stuff but once Luca, like once you see the transformation, oh, dude, it's great! Like, the, that, like his like fin seaweedish like hair turns into real hair, and like yeah. that's good shit. Like, it looks fantastic, and it's so smooth and crisp. You know, yeah, um, that animation looks tight, man. Yeah, like and that's why you don't care if there's no explanation. Like, I don't need one because I'm like, oh, it just it's just a natural thing that happens to his body. Like, he, yeah. he fucking just comes out of the water and changes. You know, yeah, because like, like like it even happens to his parents. His parents are like oh shit look how ugly i am now you know what i mean yeah. like, like, <laughs> i'm glad that it's not a big deal like holy shit look i'm transformed into a human kind of shit you know like it's a big deal to luca because he's heard about it but he's never really experienced it the parents also like they know about it but it seems like they did it once or something and then like they never did it again because yeah. they're like fuck this and then, this is, and then this is you weird. have the, then the you grandma have the cool, <laughs> yeah you have the cool grandma who's just like oh yeah i come up here every weekend or which whatever. is hilarious yeah um like- and uh and the fucking crazy uncle from the deep the anglerfish with the whale carcasses <laughs> yo <laughs> It's like you just you just leave your mouth open, the whale carcass just goes in. <laughs> yeah, out of oh nowhere God, to like like that's what I'm saying, like you're so much that just but, but so much it, just works. But it, yeah. it's crazy though. Like, yes, there's all that new stuff, but there's not a lot. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm glad they didn't get into like the whole deep sea universe too much. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. Like, because that, like, it, like, because at first it was kind of like a Finding Nemo-ish kind of story, you know? And, but then I'm glad they went a, a whole different direction, you know what I mean? Because it was getting to be a little bit, oh, this is like Nemo, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah. you know, compared to the other high concept Pixar movies like Soul, you know, like you, you might be going, oh, well, they stayed relatively small scale. And, but I'm like, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, it was just, I do. It was just yeah. focused on like this little Italian town, you know, and like mm-hmm. that's literally all it was. Like it was just like his home in the ocean, you know, uh, Alberto's little lookout and the town. Yeah, you know, it it wasn't like it wasn't like Coco, where it's like, oh my get, god, yeah, you, you get, get this vast city yes, of the dead. Even yes. that was, yeah, yeah, like even, and then in Coco too, you get the vast city of the dead, but then you also get the lower parts of it. Yeah. You get the high concepts of like, oh, they disappear if you don't remember them, and like, I'm I'm glad it kind of like this one reined that in a little bit. You yeah, know? like this one. I I think this is what was nostalgic about it too. That but like, also but also um I'm sorry to interrupt. But it's also no, it's, no. it's uh it's smart too because when you create a bigger world, you create a lot more problems for you. And 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 this story didn't need a big world because it was about you know like uh like a little fish in like a lake, not a little fish in a, a big pond or a sea. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yes. it worked for Luca because it was the first time he was exposed to this like little environment outside of of his like normal environment and it works with the story because imagine like imagine if he came up and rome was the first fucking city he saw that's you know I mean? true you yeah. know what i mean like or fucking or uh or or any other beautiful italian city that's huge you know yeah um so like him just landing in that town uh i think it was what is it uh prosimo or something like that like it was smart it's just smart sto- uh, smart storytelling not to get over your head because the concept itself can get over your head if you don't be careful because this a simple idea of finding a vespa can get a little complicated in a big city I- i'm glad they found a way to like do that race you know that's yeah, that, that's kid shit too. That that that's like little rascal. Remember the little rascals, dude. That's exactly what I was thinking Again, too. Like, fucking kid story. You yeah, know? like all they wanted was the money to fucking buy this cheap ass Vespa. <laughs> yeah. That was like, but that to was them was down, like, yeah, yeah. To them was like the best fucking thing in the world. And like that kind of perspective, that kid perspective, is what like it would. It's what keeps it all grounded because like. Yeah, it's a small setting, but it feels big. Like it feels big to Luca and Alberto, you know? Yeah, like agreed. like I that's what I'm saying. And then and then you and then it ends with Luca going off and seeing the bigger world. You Listen, know? that ending, man, that ending just like emotionally oh, like was just such a pure like happy of, emotion that's like out of nowhere dude the like, only uh, thing you can do at that time is just kind of tear up and choke up because it's like yeah. this is so happy for everyone. Yeah, because, dude, sometimes the, you know, sometimes watching these Pixar movies nowadays, you're like, okay, when when is it going to do the emotional moment? Yeah, yeah. You know, because, like, it's kind of like they're expected now, and I get it, right? Like, I get, you know, people have expectations, but at the same time, like, I, like, watching the movie, I wasn't, like, expecting this like, no. heavy emotional thing. No, But then dude, at the end, at I think that's oh what works, God, right? Like, dude. that's why it works so well, because I'm dude. like, wait, like, this actually hits it's really hard <laughs> dude like as like as a father with uh, two kids like who could be the same age as luca and alberto 
Like, as you know, just seeing that moment and seeing how Alberto just finally got his father figure meant so much to me because he needed that in life and how his and how Luca's parents were so accepting of him going to school. I'm like, holy shit, this kid's getting support. You know, this guy's getting his father figure. Um, like just everything just worked out. And that's such a rare occasion in, in movies these days. Um, to get to elicit such a response that like when it does, it's, you, you, you know, it's special, like it's special and it sticks with you. It's like when you think about Coco, or when I think about click as a father, you know, I, I cry like a baby when, when Mufasa died, you know, like there's these moments in movies that just give you this emotion that you will never forget. And Luca is one of those just like, and then it does it at the end, right at the end. It wraps everything up with this just emotional hug for everyone involved. Like, Hey, yeah. everything's going to be okay. And then even in the credits, you see how everyone's just okay. You know, it was, yeah, um, yeah it's, it Dude, was awesome. It, it's great. Cause like the conflict isn't huge either. Like the no. main conflict turns out to just be like uh, Luca turning heel. Cause he yeah. didn't want to, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Luca turning heel. When, but that, that, I'm glad you brought that up. I almost forgot. But that was a great teaching moment for my kids, too. It's like, hey, listen, like, he wasn't true to himself there. He's He legit threw his friend under the bus. And that, like, dude, that broke my heart. I'm like, no, Luca. <laughs> I legit, like, I, I that's the last thing I thought he would do because Luca's such a pure soul, you know? But then because he's exposed to, like, humanity now, you know, and he asked, he's like, yo, I want to fit in. You're and I'm right. like, no, the humanity got to him. He was so pure up until that moment, dude. You're right. Up until he yeah. threw his friend under the bus because he showed what he truly was. And that moment in itself, just for children to watch, my daughter was like, oh, my God, why did he do that? You know, wow. so it, it's it's stuff like that that I really appreciate when Pixar does that or Disney does that. Like, like just human teaching moments, human emotional moments that that kids can be like daddy why did he do that like daddy but why you know like that's the stuff that i love out of these movies and luca for sure was one of them and then it turned out to it was the best and the fact that luca learned like he was like oh shit what did i do like the minute he said it he was like fuck like what did i do just now yeah. like I, like I, he completely put burned them at the stake you know what i mean so um, and that was a growing moment for Luca as a person, you know, in the, as a character, um, in the story. Like, you know what? I fucked up, man. Like, he was my only friend. He was tired teaching me everything everything was about the vespa and i forgot about the vespa it was a, a growing moment for him it was a growing moment for my kids and it's just the kind of movie overall that it is you know it's a it's a family movie a lighthearted movie where everything finally works out for the characters at the end you know what i mean Word, and it, it's cool man it's great how like his parents were so awesome about everything too <laughs> the parents fucking wedding all the kids in the fucking in the town was hilarious they were like oh i get it now let me just wet drown these kids real quick and see if it <laughs> but um it's fun it's fun uh, moments like that that make this movie really good and a huge pay for it. Honestly, like, um, it's one of the best movies of the year so far. I wish it came out in theaters because Disney would have killed it with this shit. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but, like, I'm glad it's free for everyone to watch, whoever has a, a Disney Plus at home. Um, I highly recommend it. Go watch Luca. Um, and I know we have a little uh, a little list for you guys, right? Yeah, like, I uh, I asked you to prepare your, you know, to think of, like, your top five Pixar movies. Uh, yes. So I was thinking about it, you know, watching Luca. I was like, I wonder if Luca is going to rank in the top five. And for me, it does. Like, I, for me, it does. So um, 
I'll just start with number one. Just I'm okay. Just gonna, yeah, yeah, go for start it. Start straight out. My favorite one is Finding Nemo. Nice. That, yeah. It's a, yeah. That, cause that's a classic. I think cause that one just hit me at the right time. You know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of like when it came out, how young I was, how old I was, or whatever. Like it just it that one hit. Like that one was the one I grew up. And then in terms of that, then going from there, we have The Incredibles. Uh, we have Cars Three. Nice, I, yeah. Like Cars Three was the, the Rocky Balboa for me. I, I, like, I was I, like, yeah, that's on my list too. So yeah. And then we have Luca. Luca comes in at number four because nice. I was like, I really dug this one. And after that, um, Toy Story Two. Nice, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was. I, you <laughs> I know, love that story. The, the Toy Story one was tough because I I I really like three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I like four. Yeah, four is not part of the conversation. Nah. And then, but when thinking about it, I think the most impacting moment of that franchise for me was the whole the jesse scene mm. you know, when she loved yeah. me and i was like oh dude okay. that song was, that song yeah. dude that song definitely gets me all the time yeah and and woody figuring out that he's like part of this whole franchise that he like i yeah i really like part two man it's so, good but, it's good shit but, though. yeah and that rounds out the top five what about you bud okay so in number one i have the good dinosaur um, yes, it's, yes. uh, it's that emotion stuff I spoke about before that one, that one gets me. Um, and it's a really good story too. a very underrated movie. I think because it came out at the same time, another major Disney movie came out, right? I think it was yeah. a frozen or something came out around the same yeah, time or something. Some, something, I think it might've been brave. No, wait, no. Brave is Pixar. So yeah, Brave what? is Pixar. No, it might have been Tangled. Something like that. But yeah, it was it was o- overshadowed by some other like animated movie at the time. Right, right. But yeah, but Good Dinosaur is my number one. At number two, I have uh, The Incredibles, the first one, just because that was the first time Pixar actually focused on people. You know. Yes. Um, yes. and and it just looked great. And as we spoke before, just the animation from. From part one to part two is crazy how they developed. You know that's nuts. At number three, I have Cars three. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. At it's number four, funny. yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny how ours like our two or three were the same. Yeah. Um, at part four, um, it was it was a toss up over here, but I'm gonna go with Luca at four as well. Wow. Um, yeah. 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 I'm gonna go with Luca, and then uh, at five, I was just looking at this list, man, and I'm gonna have to go with Wally at five. Right. See, yeah. I- I wasn't as big of a fan of Wally. I actually don't like it. So I liked Wally because of just not even the, the story itself, but the environment and the music and just like the way it looked. I saw it in theaters and it just looked amazing. Right. Yeah. See, so mine, I'll say this. Uh, the reason I don't like Wally is because the first time I saw it, I pooped myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and with that, folks, <laughs> thank you like, for I joining really us. I had to go and I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta go. Yep. And we're definitely going to leave you with that one, folks. I can't, I can't top that. So thank you for joining us, folks, for episode 72 of The Morgue, an official Course Read podcast. And when, as always, my man, Nick Valdez, who pooped himself when he saw Wally. And then I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Glenn, for the music. Thank you, Dell, for the artwork. Go check us out on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go check us out on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can hear the morgue, anywhere you hear your podcast, you can find us there. Remember, folks, it's a scary world out there, and don't poop yourself. (laughs) No, no, we're here to walk you through it. We're here to walk you through it.